This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ian Leeds' podcast. You call me Ian Leeds? Do it again. Is that not your name? Do it again. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ian Lee's podcast. This is where you'll find the best bits of his Three Counties breakfast show. It's not very long because BBC there's not three, much BBC Three Counties Radio. Going on. BBC Three Counties Radio. Do it again. Hi. Wait. Hang hi. on. Hang on. Beep. Go. Hi, everyone. Beep. Uh, that's, your, that's your edit point. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Beep. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ian Lee's podcast. Here in this handy pocket-sized thing you will find the best bits of ian lee's breakfast show on bbc three counties radio which takes place live weekday mornings between six and nine here's some good bits from it spot on thanks mate should we delete that and you do one can't be bothered okay cool across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio this week we spoke about parking in central Milton Keynes. People in, by the way, this gets more interesting than it sounds. People in central Milton Keynes have been able to use their parking permits to not only park outside their home, but at work as well. I promise you this is worth listening to. Some residents have even been selling off day passes on the internet. Cou- Honestly, stick with it. Council officers came up with proposals to address the issue, but these were rejected last week. I spoke to Paul Williams. This is where it starts to get good. The councillor for Central Milton Keynes. He was, well, I want to say helpful, but, but that would be a lie. The main issue really was that um, nobody had spoken to residents at all, um, all, all ward councillors or the parish council. Um, and I, I think it's important that people are consulted before these sorts of things are, are forced through. So did you did you agree with the proposals? Your only objection was that people hadn't been consulted? Um, well, I, I, think, I think all the options needed to be explored with the residents before getting to the point of a, of a delegated decision. Um, I, I don't think that... Um, that I, I don't think that there was joined-up thinking at all, really. Um, I think the the, the council um, haven't really fought it through and they, they need to be speaking to residents, speaking to businesses, looking at parking as a whole in central Milton Keynes rather than, um, rather than focusing on, 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 um, on, on certain aspects of parking. Well, so what, what would you like to see done then, Paul? Um, well, I'd like to see them sit down with the residents' association. With um, no, but what would you? I know you want them to talk to residents, but what would you like to yeah. see them do about parking? Um, well, I'd like to see. Well, the 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 Labour group would like to see a, a, an overall review of parking. Yeah, and what would you like to see done in that review? What, what what changes would you like to see made to solve the problems about the parking? Um. Well, um, I, I'd I'd um, um, I, I think there. Are there are various options that, that could be explored. For example, um, I think the important thing is to, to talk to the residents first and listen to listen to the views of, of businesses and residents um, before coming to any rash decisions. Right. Again, I'll ask the question: What changes would you like to see to the parking system? You objected objected to these ones. So, what changes would you, as as a councillor for Central Milton Keynes, what changes would you like to see made to the parking system? Um, well, I mean, for me, it, it, it's it's important that, um, that the businesses and, and the residents are, are the ones making the. the no, uh, but the council, the council are the ones that make decisions, Paul. Yes, okay. So we've established that you want them to go and talk to the residents, but you rejected the uh, the, the changes that were proposed. So you must have uh, better ideas for what should be done. Um, I think the main issue is that the the council are looking uh, simply at revenue. Um, rather than actually um, having a joined-up approach um, with with transport, um, so I think. Um, what changes would you like are... to see done, Paul? I, I, I'm I'm very confused. If you objected to the suggestions that were put forward, uh, uh, you, you're you must have an idea of what you would like to see done apart from them talking to residents. Um, well, I think the um, the permit scheme needs to be looked at. I don't think it's. And what would you like to see done? Um, well, 
Um, I'd like to see um, them reconsider the permit scheme and, and look at um, how um, how it can be done without um, inconveniencing residents. Um, looking at, um, I, I think it's incredibly unfair to ask residents to pay an extra three hundred and sixty pounds if they want um, if they want a permit on top of the, the two permits that are being offered. So what would your um, suggestion be to, to, to change that situation? Keep things exactly as they are? Well, no, I think there needs to be stronger enforcement with the, with the current parking rules. Okay. I think we've heard an example already. Um, we, obviously, there are cases of people selling permits on eBay, selling scratch cards on eBay, um, and that sort of thing isn't acceptable. And actually, the council needs to come down much harder on, on, on those people rather than punishing the residents of... As a whole. And how do they how do they stop people selling the permits? Well, they they need to. Um, I mean, there are things they can do. Obviously, you can you can link um, permits to to individual um, residents. Um, you can also um, you can clamp down on on those cases um, where you find residents selling permits on the internet as well. Um, and I don't think the council have been doing enough. With that, I think if if there was much stronger enforcement, um, then it would put off people um, from selling their permits online or, or wherever. They would know the consequences. And well, how, I'm just, how do you enforce that? Well, uh, I mean, we've we've heard that the council have made clear that they've they've um, discovered residents who, who have tried to do this, um, but they haven't been very clear in in how they've enforced and 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 the the penalties involved um in in doing this so um i think they need to be they need to be bolder and they need to be um very clear that, that this sort of thing isn't acceptable it sounds like paul that you haven't properly thought this through and you, you just voted against it just to throw a spanner in the works <laughs> no not at all um I, I think, I mean, for me, the main issue is that there are a lot of problems with parking in central Milton Keynes, not just with the residents' parking. Um, and it doesn't make sense to be, um, to be um, looking at individual aspects of parking in central Milton Keynes without looking at parking as a whole. Um, in central Milton Keynes, I think it's um, um, Milton Keynes is, is 12th overall in, in terms of authorities that, that make money on, on parking. Um, Okay, so you want to look at parking overall, Paul. What, what, what would your solution to, to the parking problem overall in Milton Keynes be? Well, <laughs> I think, I think um, there are issues with, with where certain bays are and looking at um, how to attract people um, to places like the market. There are example. certainly issues. So how do we resolve those issues, Paul? Well, uh, I, again, I go down to, <laughs> to sitting down with people and, and talking to the various businesses and residents because I think... Uh, I, I know you... you well, that's, delegated, that's delegating responsibility a bit, Paul. You're, you're, you're a councillor. You, you, if, you, if you are aware that there are problems with the parking in Milton Keynes, in Milton Keynes yeah. as we all are, you must have considered other options, surely? Yes, but, I mean... And what are me, those options you've considered? But, <laughs> for, for me, the main issue is that people haven't been spoken to, right. people haven't been consulted, um, and if you don't speak to people, if you don't consult with them, then you will have a very confused parking policy because you, you will make mistakes. Yes. Um, we have had issues in, in residence areas like Petersfield Green, for example, in central Milton Keynes, where people have been unable to park near their homes because of um, developments elsewhere nearby where people are, are parking and, and, and going to, to local businesses and, and, and retail. So... The issue for me is if you don't actually talk to people, if you don't right. talk to residents, um, then you're going to have these mistakes happen um, that are going to cause um, problems to residents and local businesses. So I'm assuming you've, you've spoken to people then? I have, yes. And what, what have people told you that they would like done? Well, <laughs> Central Milton Keynes is, is quite a large area, so there are various yeah. different issues. OK, so well, well, give, give, give me one. What have, what have what the, the residents that you've spoken to, what have, what have they told you? Um, well, in, in Petersfield Green, for example, um, people want to be able to park near their home. Right. Um, it's also, also um, I'm, I'm sure the person you spoke to um, from the Residents Association um, also ha- has issues. So you, I mean, you've, consulted, you've consulted with people that people want to park near yes. their homes. They've told you that, yes. Paul. So then what would your solution be? 
Well, I mean, there, there need to be, in some places, there need to be more residence-based, right. um, such as in, in uh, North 9th and 10th Street. Um, there needs to be, um, there needs to be um, a, a more kind of joined-up approach in, in, in where the, the premium bays are, where the non-premium bays are. I think sort of attracting people into residential areas um, is not going to help the residents um, there needs to be sort of um, a, a kind of joined-up approach in thinking about how people park and trying to avoid situations where large numbers of people are parking in residential areas and making it difficult for people to park near their own homes. Paul, we have to end it there. That's uh, Councillor for Central Milton Keynes, Paul Williams. And that's your latest news and sports. I'll be back with more at 7 o'clock. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think oh, I like okay. it. I like it. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. What you doing? I'm about to lose control and I think I want you. I want you. I don't know the rest of the words. So, I'm very excited, Catherine. Yeah. Do you know why? Um... Here comes Doctor Who and the Daleks Transformers Robots in disguise They call him Stingray 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 No, I'm very, very excited Like a 12-year-old child With too many sweets With too many sweets on Christmas morn Being given a brand new Doctor Who toy Oh, that's really good well done, you. Have you guessed why I'm excited, though? Not a clue. Oh. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Are you excited by the announcement of the new Doctor Who? It, it, I am. After not being a Doctor Who fan for a, a few years, I didn't watch any of uh, the Matt Smith ones. I watched the first one and I thought he was silly. Well, the, his replacement was announced last night on a live episode on BBC One. If you don't know, want to know who it is, close your ears now, because I'm about to say Peter Capaldi. Oh, sorry. The Twelfth Doctor, a hero for a whole new generation. It's... Peter Capaldi! Peter Capaldi! Very exciting. I tell you why it's exciting because he's older, he's more mature, and he might swear. These fans are definitely delighted with the choice. I think it's going to be a very good choice, to be honest. Oh. Older Doctor, uh, had two younger ones, so it's a good contrast, so a complete fresh look. I'm really thrilled. I think he's going to bring a bit of gravitas and style and gravitas. class into the Doctor, so I'm really happy about that. Just imagine, though, if there was really a 55-year-old man that had a small box and he invited young women into it. Wouldn't go down so well, would it? Anyway, I'm teasing. I'm very excited, and I'm sure my good friend Justin Dealey is excited. Well, morning, morning, Justin. Oh, yeah. you got the music and everything. Oh, well I've done. got the music. I'm trying to feel excited. Listen to those weirdos. Huh? He'll bring some gravitas. What on earth are they talking about? They Ian? are talking, Justin. The fact that for the first time in a long time, a more mature doctor has been employed. The second oldest doctor of all time, Peter Capaldi, Great. the fantastic actor, mm. is going to breathe life into this role. <sighs> no, he's not. Now, if you said to me, Jim Capaldi, 1975 Love Hurts, now you're talking, but Peter Capaldi, who is this guy? He's um, the, the guy from In the Thick of It. Oh. He's a, have you not seen In the Thick of It? No. He's brilliant, he goes around swearing, effing and jeffing, he's very funny, he's also played some dramatic roles. His, here is a fact for you, Justin. Hmm. Peter Capaldi, you're going to like this, Peter, Peter Capaldi is in the uh, latest Brad Pitt film, World, World War Z, the zombie movie. He sounds terrible. I he's know. been in a zombie film and he swears on a TV programme. Do you know the name of the character that Peter Capaldi played in that film, World War Z? I've got no idea. He was a World Health Organisation doctor. Right. He was a who... Doctor, now ah. switch him around. Now he's Doctor. Isn't that funny? It, it, I tell you what, it's clever. It's very I clever. But the BBC, like they should stop wasting their money on this rubbish what? and go and sign up Coronation Street. That's what they need. Coronation Street on the BBC instead of Doctor Who. Nobody cares here. Nobody cares apart from a few lunatics. I I think you are wrong on this, Dealey. No. I think a lot of people do care. You reckon? Oh, I reckon so, my friend, yes. Well, I've been out this morning and I've been trying to find people as excited as you. Yep. I don't think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, this is what happened, Ian. Oh. Wes, Peter Capaldi. 
You can hardly contain your excitement, can you? Who? You know Peter Capaldi? I don't know who you're talking about. No idea. Oh. Mike, good morning to you, sir. You well? Yeah, I'm fine, you? Fantastic. Yeah, very well indeed, thank you. Peter Capaldi, you must be excited. Who? Good morning, madam. What's your name? Joanna. Joanna. Peter Capaldi, what an absolute legend. You must be very excited. I don't know. You don't? No. That's cheating. Oh. You're not a Doctor <laughs> Who fan? No. What TV do you like? Um, Neighbours, Home and Away? Friends. <laughs> Chris, it's a bit brisk out here today, but um, Peter Capaldi, you must be waking up this morning with a big smile on your face. What's that? Say again. Peter Capaldi. Who's that? The latest Doctor Who. Didn't even know about it. Do you know who he is? No. Morning, sir. It's Monday morning. You must be lifted by the news about Peter Capaldi. About? Peter Capaldi. I know. That's cheating. He's the latest Doctor Who. It was announced last night. So you must be waking up this morning full of the joys. No. You not a big fan of Peter Capaldi? No. Do you know who he is? No. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Appreciate Thank you. it. Right. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. With the greatest of respect, Justin, a yep. couple of those people, I suspect that that's cheating. Why? Well, because I don't think a Polish lady uh, is going to be, and, and this is no disrespect to the Poles, mm-hmm. I'm, I, already I can feel the hot water bubbling around my feet. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, enough trouble it is, is, is at the moment. I don't think a Polish lady is going to be washing in the thick of it. Well, she likes friends. Next. I think... I know what you do sometimes. You go out oh, there... Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You go out there and you, you pick people who look like they won't agree with what I'm saying. Well, I'll tell you what, then. Yes. There is a man walking down the street right now. Let's see if we can flag him across and flag do this live across. on the radio. Sir, good morning. Can you pop across for a second for us? I'll be ten seconds with you. Right, he's going to come across now. Okay. He's got some very, very big gloves on. Oh, he could be I'm slightly good. concerned who about f- this. Who fans like gloves? Right, OK. Good morning, sir. You're live across Beds, Arts and Muck. So, what's your name? Mr Reeve. Mr Reeve, your first name? Kenneth. Kenneth. Peter Capaldi. Are you excited about Peter Capaldi? Who's that, please? <laughs> Never. Never heard of him? No, no. OK. Thank you very much indeed for your no. time. Have a good day. Thank no. you, sir. There you go. Now so that was thing, live. No, you're wrong. Now, Justin, you missed it. I mean, the thing Mr Reeve said was, who is that? Uh, yeah, because Doctor, he doesn't know Do- who he is. No, because Doctor Who is that? Listen, Do- from my extensive research this morning, nobody knows who he is and nobody cares. Yes, you may get a few Doctor Who fans that are very excited, the ones that have probably got their uh, their clothes at home with all the badges and things on. They've got the bed sheets with Doctor Who on. Yes, they're going to be excited because, quite simply, they're crazy people. But normal people on the street don't really care. They're certainly not excited. I believe you wanted to plug your show today. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, this Saturday morning. So, 08459 Mr Reeve got it spot on there. Who is that? Doctor Who? Is that? He was saying... I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. I haven't been excited about a Doctor Who announcement for a long time. This has got my uh, imagination, my juices are fired up for this. Managed to get that sentence to work just. Turn it round right at the end. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm so sorry. You've caught me as I laugh about how much I like to mock my team. They are idiots, though. (laughs) Kelly Betts, what's the... Kelly? What's the... What's the text number for those listening at home? I can't hear you, so I'm watching your mouth. What's What's the the text text number? Eight double one double three thirty message three CR, and it will come straight here to Ian Lee. What what is it? What is a text? What is the? I need to get headphones. What is? I'm miming it. The text text number. I just said it, eight double one double three. Is that not it? What is it? Eight, eight double one double three? Eight double one double three? What's that? No, it is not. Eight one triple three if you want to send us a text, start your text 3CO. She gave out the number to one extra and she works here. BBC Three Counties Radio. It gets worse. My team are quite common. Have you heard them try and speak properly? 
We're challenging um, the team down here, um, Catherine Boyle. I'm being produced, in, again, in inverted commas and italics, <laughs> by uh, Lorna Hankin. Kelly yeah. Betts is down here. It's Kelly Betts' birthday. We're having a little bit of fun bullying her. Right. Uh, and I've been asking... Well, Lorna and Kelly, as you know, both... L- let's be honest, they're not very posh. Uh, and they've been doing their posh... Yeah, I know, harsh but fair, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> you see? I don't and, know what you're saying. You see, I've been asking them... Right, so, Kelly, just talk in your normal voice. Hiya. Right, there you go. See, common as. It's like EastEnders. And isn't it awful? <laughs> Lorna, let's talk, hear your normal voice. All right. There you go. Now, <laughs> let's hear... This is fun, Catherine. Let's hear them try and do their posh voice. Starting with birthday girl, Kelly Betts. Let's hear your posh voice. Hello, Ian. <laughs> she sounds like a receptionist at a hooker's waiting room. Uh, how do you know? No, no, I don't. Uh, Lorna, let's see. Lorna's is the best. This is how Lorna. Pretend you're speaking to a guest on the phone, Lorna. Hello, BBC Three Counties Radio. How may I help? Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the um, the northern accent is, is is quite common as well. So let's hear your posh voice, Catherine. Well, Ian Lee, I think you're a very impertinent fellow. <laughs> Are you doing a voice? <laughs> no, that's my normal voice. Luton and Hatfield have been named as, uh, well, two of the worst places in the country for fraud. Here's a fraud. Dennis and Dunstable. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Dennis. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your business over the weekend. For God's sake, I hope you were checked by the doctor. Uh, well, thank you. Well, I, I, do you know, I, no, I wasn't. It was, for those who have just tuned in, I, I thought I was having a heart attack. It was so painful, and so I could feel every blood vessel travelling around my body. It lasted about three minutes, and then it subsided. And it was because I got angry. My blood pressure rose. It was incredible. Probably just blood pressure. It was incredible, though, Dennis. But then you, you regularly get angry, so if I... No, I do... don't! Ah. <laughs> you see what I did there? That was clever. I know you did. Thank you. But no, please, honestly, go and, go and be checked, Ian. Because okay. I'd like talking to you. I don't want you to get too angry. No. And, but I like pulling your legs, so for God's sake, go and see the quack. Are you telling me, Dennis, you, you, don't, want me, you don't want me to die? No. Oh. I don't care one oh. way or the other. Oh, but, OK, that's fair enough. But that's... we don't want to do it on, on radio. Hey, Peter Capaldi. Yes, who? Exactly. No, it's all right. I know Peter Capaldi. Oh, is he a friend of yours? I don't know what programme, but I'm, as soon as I saw the face, yeah. I knew him straight away. He's a good-looking fella. Yes, that's right, yes. He's a good-looking fella. I think he'll do a cracking job as Doctor Who. Yes. Let's just hope they make the scripts a little bit more sensible and a bit darker for him. Well, it says he's an, inter- he's an international figure, is Doctor Who, so, you know, he seems to be doing very well, considering how it started. Yes. And I, I saw the first programme. Oh, yes. With Hartnell in it. The first programme was, uh, 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 was a week aired a week later than planned. Do you yeah. know why? No, was it... Uh, Hartnell was hell, was he? No. Or he hadn't, he hadn't arrived, his time machine wasn't working properly. No, uh, 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 John Fitzpatrick Kennedy... Yes. ...had been Fitz shot. Huh? He'd been shot, shot. in the head. Yeah, JFK right, yeah. had been shot, and so they delayed the broadcast by a week. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, fair enough. OK, it was fair enough, isn't it? You would, you would think they would do that. Dennis, what, what have you called in about? Not just to, to have a chit-chat. to... People think, I suppose, uh, because I'm probably on an old person's, li- old person's list, yeah. I'm regularly called up by idiots trying to con me out of various things. I'm sorry about that. I will stop. But no, I, no it's not that. No. I, I have various methods of doing it. I've never been, I must admit, I've never been caught out because I'm no. not that daft. No. But I, I, reg- I even had one from China. Where, where they say there was $2 million in my name in, oh. in China and uh, they would transport it to my name in a Hong Kong bank and so on. I actually checked up the Hong Kong banks and they were banks. Wow. Well, so anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. I have two methods when people start with me. OK. I, I'm very wary when I answer the phone. I don't answer it with a, a bright voice. I say, hello. And then they start, and I say, "Look, hang on. What voice is what's you, you, is that? Your oh, wrong no, voice? No, no. The voice I answer the phone when I'm not sure it is. I say, I say uh, hello, and then I either say to them, it's no use talking to me. I'm an undischarged bankrupt, right? Or I I go into my old, my old man's routine, saying, uh, 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 well, you, you, you'll, have, you'll have to speak 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 up. I'm very hard of hearing. Do do your old man's routine for us, Dennis. Yes, I'm doing. Oh, it. sorry, I couldn't so, notice any. Will you, will, will you Stop Difference. pulling my leg, please, Lee. Please stop pulling my leg, because I'm a very old man, and, and you'll have to speak up a lot Can louder. Can you prete- pretend you've fallen over? Uh, no, 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 I don't need that. I, I do oh. that. I get them shrieking at the top of their voices. Yes. Then, and then I snatch... I get the Be phone. with you in a second, Justin. No, then I say to him, right... I'm, this is this is the son. I've just taken the phone off my... Justin Dealey's coming up soon, don't worry. If I have any more of this, I shall report you to the police. Right. 
and then they're gone. Okay. And regular, they, I regularly get these people ringing up from all, all sorts. Of Just two minutes, Justin. Yeah, no worries. Sorry, mate. I, I thought this was going. I didn't realise it was this Dennis in okay. no that, that we will get there in a second. I promise. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. You've got to put the phone down, Dennis. No, I've not put it down yet. I'm waiting for you to reply. I'm not going to. Are you? Oh, dear. You're not going to sell me anything today, then? No. But just take notice. Go and see the quack. OK, put the phone down. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the way the phone goes down is wonderful. That was, he's got a proper... This is what I miss. You can't... You cannot hang up. On uh, on a mobile phone, you, right? That's yeah. it. I'm hanging up. Beep, 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 beep. That one. Beep. Just with, a, with a proper phone, you get to put it down. One with a, not even a, 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 a handheld, you know, portable one. One of those phones, you get to slam it down. <laughs> That's what's wrong with this country. Back to Doctor Who. Peter Capaldi. Wow, I'm excited. Marion Hemmel called in with a very very good Doctor Who question. <laughs> Bill and Justin, stay there. Mary's in Hemel wants to join in the conversation. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Ian. Are, are you excited by the new Doctor no, Who? No, not at all. Oh. I, I don't even watch it. Not now. I've stopped it years ago. But the point is that why do they keep putting push, uh, such weird people forward or weird-looking people? Oh. Christopher Tennant, you had his great Christopher googly Tennant. eyes. Yeah, yeah, googly eyes, yeah. Uh, big sort of pop eyes. What about, what about David Eccleston? What did you think of David Eccleston? Well, he was, I thought, a bit strange as well. And yeah. then the last one... I can't even remember what his name was. Well, there was Peter Baker. No, what's the very last one? Well, let's one? go through them. We've got William Troughton. Uh, I know all those. Patrick Pertwee. Who's the one who's <laughs> co- who uh, Peter Capaldi is replacing? He's uh, replacing Matt McGann. Matt, God, I can't even remember who. don't even know what he looks like. Can, can you go through them one by one and tell... What, what, let's start with the first one, William Troughton. What was wrong with no, him? Uh, yeah, uh Troughton, yeah. Uh, Troughton. Yeah, what was wrong with him? No, that wasn't the first one. Um, William, uh, the, the William Wallace was the first one. What was no, wrong with no, him? No, I've got it in front of me. One. He was in, funny enough, he was in a film, Carry On Sergeant. He was, wasn't he? Oh, what was his name, though? I can't did, think. Did he look funny to you? No, 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 but they've got, they were quite normal for several, but now yes. suddenly they seem to be put, putting ones that are really quite strange looking. The last one I thought was really quite odd looking and, the, and Peter Capaldi I mean he's probably a very nice bloke but he's strange looking. Would you would you like to see, who would you like to see as Doctor Who then Mary? I don't know really because I don't watch the programme I upgrew it years ago. <laughs> Justin, Justin Dealey would be good wouldn't he? But then again I might look weird. Well I don't even know what Justin looks like. Who I'm doesn't afraid. look weird? Who doesn't look weird Mary? Who doesn't look weird? Is there anybody on this planet who doesn't look weird to you? Good question, J.D. Uh, well, I don't know. I suppose it's beauties in the eye of the beholder. I don't know. I can't think but of it. name any. somebody. Name one person who doesn't look weird doesn't to you. Doesn't look weird. Um, one person Charlton in the... Heston. Um, this is the era, you see, yes, I come from. the, old, the uh, olden Kirk days. Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Oh, Kirk yeah. Douglas has got one of those bum chins, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> got a bum chin. <laughs> yes. I don't like that. Listen, Mary, uh, uh, Bill, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much. Justin, Ian. listen, when this new series starts, mm. you and me, we're going to get together. I'll order a pizza. We'll sit there in our pants. We'll watch Doctor Who together, oh, all right? Do you know what? I was just going to say that because your nights are legendary, aren't they? they Those are. pizza nights. You sit yep. down in your underpants on yep. the sofa having a pizza, watching TV. I'm in. Well, that, that, that way you don't get your clothes dirty. Yeah, exactly. I'm there. I'm there. Good work, my dear, my friend. Uh, my dear, my dear, my dear friend. My dear friend. Yes, we'll see you later on. Thank you very much, uh, Justin Dilly. Well, there you go. I think we managed to whip him up into some level of excitement there. But bless Mary, getting a little bit confused um, on some of the doctors. There have been so many of them, it's hard not to get confused sometimes, isn't it? So, Kelly Betts puts this podcast together. She normally does an adequate job, but this week she lost Tuesday's notes, which means we forgot what we wanted in the podcast from that day. What an idiot. And that's your latest news in sports. I'll be back with more at nine o'clock. Hang on, Kath. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just having a row with... Um, uh, uh, have you got anything now? I'm having a row with Kelly Betts. What's Kelly, she doing now? Well, Kelly Betts, we, we, there's a podcast of the show, OK? Right. Yep. So it's the best bits of the show. And what I do is every day yep. uh, I write down the bits that I want to be in the podcast and um, uh, they go in the podcast, give them to Kelly Betts, she puts them in the podcast. For today I've written down... Oh, literally nothing. But, right. but hang on a second. So I need, I need to explain. So Kelly has just... just during that short bulletin, is what have you just said to me, Kelly Betts? I've lost Tuesday's 
Tuesdays. Say that again. Oh, I've lost Tuesdays. So you've notes. lost mm. all of Tuesdays' notes. Mm. Right, Cass, can you do something from the news bit? I'm, I'm just going to yeah. give Kelly a, a, a right roll roll. This is quite a good one. Okay, you're you go. Box Kelly, you are back. was hit by a part of a plane engine from an airliner flying from Heathrow. A report into the incident last December has found it started to break up shortly after takeoff. And then it says Lee Agnew has the details. Obviously, I haven't got that. The boat. I can read that bit. Are you all right? <laughs> Sorry, Catherine, carry on, ignore the us. The Boeing 777 airliner belonging to Royal Brunei Airlines was on its way to Dubai and flying at about 15,000 feet. It was one of a really strong show on Tuesday. With more than 200 bit. passengers on board noticed a loud rumbling noise and a small amount of vibration. They turned the plane around and it landed safely. I'm glad. <laughs> Experts... <laughs> Sorry, I think it's just one bit. That's Experts it, from the Air nice. Accidents Investigation Branch found that one, if its engines, oh, that if one of its engines, can we just oh. put this in the podcast instead? If one of its engine reverses had broken up and debris was found Not later in Hertfordshire, it was also the fifteenth time it had happened on a Boeing triple seven. I think we're done here, Kath. I, I, we could get something from today. There's nothing from today. Uh, what about this? This is not going to go on the podcast. We'll just make a really good show tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Go on, be nice to her. I'll get knotted. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've been talking about the great train robbery. I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with it. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. I'm not talking about the great train robbery. Sorry? I'm not talking about the grain train, the great the grain, the grain trait robbery. Oh, I'm talking about Miss Kelly. What? Miss Kelly. Kelly Betts. Oh, you were so rude to her today. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said sorry to you yeah, three times. That's irrelevant because she. Hold on. But you, the, the man from with the railways, because he wouldn't say sorry. You know, she said sorry. Yes. But she, okay, that, I would suggest, enough. I would no, suggest, no, David, no, David. Well, you've got four weeks, holiday. David, I would suggest that what Kelly has done is worse than what they're doing to the trains in Milton Keynes. They're, no. they're just halving the amount of carriages on their trains. Kelly has lost some clips for my um, potentially award-winning podcast. Shame. It was her birthday this week. So what? Well, you've got to give her respect. What? She's, what? She's, she's working gonna... for the BBC, Dave. She's not... It's not, oh, I know what, I'm going to dress up as a fairy and bring in donuts for everyone because it's my birthday. She is working for the British Broadcasting Corporation. Well, oh, no, but the thing is, she said sorry three times. Sorry's not good enough. Well, what do you want from her? I want her to go back through the, the archives and trawl through the clips and find exactly what she needs. Yes, it might take her six, seven hours. That's tough. Well, if, if Kelly wants a PR, I'll come and help her. What does that I even mean? Well, I'll come and support, give her support. You're banned for two weeks. <laughs> well, you're not there. Oh, Justin. Good old boy Justin coming back. Bye. Justin Daly. Yeah, yeah. Why is it ending on a sour note? This is all Kelly Betts' fault. I have done nothing wrong here. She messed up. She messed up. Someone has, someone has just rung in and said, I should get a life. Oh, look at all these keyboard and telephone warriors. It's all very well phoning up and saying it to the staff, then running away. Saying it to people down, low down the production team chain. Come on the air and say it. Come and say it to my face. Yet none of you, none of you will. Listen, this, this is the way this works, OK? The podcast could potentially win me awards. The stuff from Tuesday's show that has been lost is gold, liquid gold. <laughs> it's OK, she found the notes, which means you get to hear this. Morning, Catherine! Morning. Hello. Morning! Hiya. I'm firing um, blanks today. Right. I'm just firing blanks. I'm feeling a little bit... Ooh, can you give me anything to... Mm, you know, give me a bit of... What, a pep talk? Uh, yeah, a pep... Ah, yes. That's, ah, that's exactly what we need. Pep talk. Go okay, on. pep talk. What, what day is it? Tuesday. It's uh, Tuesday the 6th of August. I need a pep talk. OK, listen up, champ. It's day two of this week. You're tall and you've got a brain and you've been doing this for a long time. Go, Garum. I think that was worth making her cry for, don't you? On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. You, just, just to go off on a slight tangent, if you don't mind. Go on. <clears throat> you wear glasses. I do wear glasses, yes. And you look good with glasses. You're one of those people that um, 
Oh, I've, I've, I've started the sentence. There's no... Ooh, there's no be going with this? There's no polite way of finishing this You have this to sentence. ask me out for dinner, really. Sorry? Mm-hmm. You're one of those people who looks a little um, uh, unusual without <clears throat> glasses. Don't take them off. Oh, no! What? Look, at you, look at your face. What? Your eyes are wonky. What? One's higher than the other. Is it? No, it's just because I've got my head on a tilt. Put your head straight. All right. But your right eye is... Your left eye is higher than your right eye. No, that's that doesn't sound... Put your gla- it's true, isn't it? Put your glasses on. What, saying your, my glasses mask my facial... Yes, because of your, your rim. Your rim covers... The, kind of evens them up. Is it's that like, just because I've got wonky eyebrows? Is that what you're saying? Do you pluck your eyebrows? No, but I did go... Ah, no. You know the other week when I, was, I, I did a piece in Royston about their CCTV? Do you remember that? I don't... Yes. I think I did it. I might have done it... Roberto show uh-huh. and the uh, are you seeing I, another show behind I my back? I am seeing another show behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to a uh, I went to get my hair cut in a barber's and it was a, a sort of Turkish barber. Oh so yes, I went there and they um they I had my hair cut and um, whilst I was waiting for a guest to arrive, by the way, not just um, was was anyway. my license fee paying for this haircut? In in a way. Yes, but um, the, the uh, so the, the, I had the, the haircut, and then the guy said, "Right, do you want your eyebrows done?" Uh-huh. I'd never been asked that in a barber's before. No, I went okay, and yeah. he he trimmed my eyebrows. Not that there was much to trim, I should say. Right, <laughs> come on, Dennis. Healy. And also, then he got this sort of <laughs> flaming ball and tapped my ears. Oh, he burnt that. I, I've, I've heard of this. I've never seen it. That the, was the, the burning of the ear hair. Yeah, it was brilliant. But what did he do to your eyebrows? Because they do look sculptured. You've got what I like to call HD eyebrows. Really? Yeah, high definition. What did he do to them? Well, he just he got a comb and uh, and he's. Zzz, Razor and uh, <laughs> took a razor to it. I mean, it, it, to be honest, it makes it sound like there was some dramatic growth there before. I don't think there was. It does look different because they kind of they start off bushy in the middle right. and then they thin out as they go across your that, eyes uh, of different heights. I believe that's what eyebrows do, generally. But what the point I'm saying is, hmm. um, uh, how 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 blind are you, sans uh, spectacles? I would struggle. Uh, I heard Justin being able to read the name of that restaurant. I yes. wouldn't be able to do that. I can barely. You can see as a sticker for BBC yeah. introducing. I know it's for BBC. Can you see that? What? Can you? Okay. How many fingers am I holding up? Mm, I, I'm going to say two. No, you're close. It's one. Mm. Uh, okay. Are you, do you want to take part in our eye test a bit later oh, on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I probably do need a retest. Well, let, we're gonna, Justin and I are going to have a little eye test. It's become a little bit uh, competitive. Well, there's clearly only going to be one loser in this, and yep. that's me. Well, there'll be two losers. Well, technically. Yeah. But there's one big loser. There'll be a... No, there'll be one winner. Yeah. If there's three people in a competition, right? right? Yeah. One will be the winner... The other two will be losers. Well, one more of a loser, really, because someone's got to come last, and that will be me. Well, I've been sent a mysterious link, which I'm clicking on, is having literally no effect at all. I'm, I'm assuming that this would allow me, possibly, to see my uh, good friend... And, sorry, I said good friend. My colleague, JVS. Good morning, JVS. <laughs> morning. Good morning. It won't open on my computer. I, can't, I was told I could see you. It won't, it won't let me see you. Yes, it will be patient. It won't. It's just giving me a picture of a road cone. What? You're not a road cone. It will load up. Be patient. Oh, for goodness Why would I want to see you? Well, I don't know. Surely one of the, one of the joys of you not being in the same building as me is... We, Oh, 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 I saw you for a second and then you disappeared. Well, you know what I look like, so it's not really the end of the world, is it, if you don't see me? Why do you you need to see me anyway? I've got no idea. These people showing (laughs) off with computers. (laughs) The the whole computer system has crashed. Thanks, guys. Oh, no. Thanks, guys. Never mind. How are you doing? You all right? Well, I'm all right. Are you all right? You having a good week? Oh, look at you in your blue jersey, your green little polo top underneath, waving away. You look younger. Do I? You look like you've won a competition. (laughs) (laughs) We're now going over to um, a young lad. He's just starting out. It's his first gig in hospital radio. um, You look good. That's a very nice studio. Look at that. Is that your suitcase behind you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look how the other half don't live. (laughs) It's now you've got carpet. You've got a nice red rug. Look at that. You've got walls. Red rug. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Yes. There we go. Anyways, it's literally, it's fun for me, but literally nobody else. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> no one else cares. I'm off for two weeks. I don't care either, are to you? be honest. Where are you off to? Anywhere nice? I'm going to be sitting at home, eating pizza, playing Xbox for two weeks solid. Oh, how tragic. Come round. What? Come round. 
What, to sit and eat pizza and play Xbox We'd with have you? great fun. Call of Duty, we would have all worms, uh, or, or Bi- Bioshock. You'd like Bioshock. I don't, I don't sense I would. You have a power glove, and uh, you can, like, zap robots so they, they obey you. My word. How old are you, man? You have a glove to zap robots? They obey you. Only for a short time. Then they start being your enemy again. Well, it sounds very, very nice of you to invite me, but... but Tuesday? No. no. Wednesday? Uh, no, I think I'm busy. Thursday? No, the next two weeks really jam-packed for me. I could come round to yours. I'd rather you didn't. The thing is, podcasters have been out for, what, about six weeks now? Seven weeks? Something like that. And I'm, I'm keen to gauge how popular it is. It's difficult to get figures from iTunes and the relevant authorities. So I thought, well, well let's, let's send out a man, nay, woman on the street out to speak to the man, or indeed the woman on the street. I'm getting tongue-tied here, so let's just go to Sophie. Good morning, Sophie. Did you just call me a man? Well, now, technically, yes, I did. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, it's the big hands and the Adam's apple. Now, <laughs> now, Sophie, I'm, f- I'm feeling skittish. Ignore me because I'm, go- I'm on my holidays. Uh, my my yeah, holiday good. starts I'm at eight. On your holidays, eight fifty-nine and thirty seconds. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, Sophie. The podcast. Have you listened to the podcast? Do you do a podcast? Okay, it's, um, uh, I, I want to get, can we, can someone have a word with Sophie about her on-air etiquette, please? Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm banking a lot on this, Sophie, I'm hoping yeah. it's very popular. Would you be able to go around the streets of Luton this morning and ask 100 people, um, have you downloaded, have you listened to the Ian Lee podcast? I would, I would imagine, I'm kind of guessing here, I'd imagine there'd be like an 80% Uptake. 80% of the people you asked today would go, yeah, I love it, I've got it, it's brilliant. Well, I Ma- don't know. What's in it? Well, me. You? Am I in it? You won't be, no. Well, it's raining. You want me to go out there now? Why couldn't Dealey do this show and Coffers? That's why I want to know. So I reckon 80% people will say, yes, they've got it, they love it. Right. 10% will say, oh, no, I didn't know about it, but thanks for telling me, Sophie. I'll go and download it now. 5% will say, oh, I don't like him, he's an idiot, but they'll be thinking of Richard Bacon, so you can correct them on that. And the last 5%, well, who knows what the last 5% will say. I I imagine um, it'll be, um, you know... Something rude. So you're probably using something me. Like, they'll probably say this. Me no speak English. So we'll ignore those guys. You're using me for your advertising campaign. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, you want me to market your brand? Well, I want you to. I want you to gauge the market. Right. And um, but yes, ultimately that's correct. Okay. I'll go now. Can you? When you're talking to um, uh, listeners, or as I like to call them, punters. Yeah. Could you not have? A cob on. Oh, okay. I'll try. So just let's hear that. Let's hear light, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. Hear, let's hear not right, soft. Wait. Okay. Hi. Um. Have you have you downloaded in in Lee's podcast? Oh, for goodness. Ken's in Luton. Ken, are you a fan of the podcast? Well, I'm not really, because I I oh. usually listen to it. But there's a slight flaw in your argument. In my Lee. in which argument? Well, you're going to send the researcher out. To find out how popular you are. That's very um, noble of you to call Sophie Solaria a researcher. But, but, but there's a flaw in it. A flaw in Sophie Solaria? Yeah. Do you do you redo it in seven different languages? Sorry. Do you redo your podcast in seven different languages? I just need to check with um, the podcast production team, Kelly Betts. Kelly, do you remind me? Do we do the podcast in seven different languages? Uh, no, just one. Just and that oh, one is it's English. It's it's just English, Ken. Oh well, you'll only get a five percent result then, won't you? Why is why is that? Well, because people in Luton, we've got every nationality under the sun that can't speak English. Uh, I, I think that there is significantly more than ninety-five percent of Lutonians can. Uh, f- sorry, significantly oh, more than five percent of Lutonians can speak English. Twenty percent then. I think it might be. A bit... Where have you got these stats from, Ken? Well, let's put it like this, Ian. Okay. When I get anything from the council, yeah, they say if you want it in this language or that language, I've got to send something off to them, yeah, to say that I want it in that language. Yeah. Well, if one someone wants to listen to your podcast, yes, they've got to turn around and say, "Well, 
No, they don't do it in your language, mate. Hard luck. Which which language do you ask for? Well, like, sometimes I ask for Urdu or something like that. D- uh, do you? No. Oh. I mean, it's like these fellas that sit there in the council, yeah. wasting people's time and money, oh. saying, shall we close Pointers Road all at once? Not quite sure. Or half what an hour. What got to do with the podcast? Or shall we make but... half the street cleaners redundant? Yes. Or have nice bus stops. That's not connected to the podcast. No, but you will see my argument, you see. I won't. Well, it's like the fire chief come up with his idea of making us pay a He's separate He's talking about tax. the podcast. Yes. You see? Uh-huh. Now, if someone wants to listen to that... Yes. What? ...who don't speak English... Yes. No, I think, I think, I think a lot of people... I think the majority of people in Luton do speak English. They're also... They've also got... They're also cleverer than you and I, Ken. Yeah, but you see... Because they speak another, another at least one other language fluently. I don't. Do you? No. Now, you see, they're, they're cleverer than us. Yeah, but they... The only Imagine thing... that, Ken. Immigrants, cleverer than us. Yeah, but... I mean, it's a reality. Well, I know that, Ian, yeah. but... You know, we we come up with these stupid ideas like... The podcast is not a stupid idea, it's a blooming good one. You were talking about Pointers Road being closed all Again, at once. not connected to the podcast. Do you have to be a genius, Ian? I, I am. To... Ken, do you, basic final question, have you downloaded the podcast to listen to while you're looking out of your window? No. Me no speak English. Thank you very much indeed. Ah, oh, dear me. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a, a call. Again, being a little bit dismissive of uh, uh, lots of people living... I think most people in Luton can speak English, can't they? And what people do... Oh, all these immigrants coming over here, they don't speak English very well. They don't speak it, not, may not speak it particularly well, but they speak two languages. How many do you speak? Do you listen to Ian Lee's podcast? Straight line. Here, have a leaflet. This is his face. Right. He, uh, he looks like a... Funniest guy. Do you reckon that maybe now you've seen his face, you might tune in and listen? No, I don't think so. Oh. I'm asking people this morning, madam, if they've downloaded Ian Lee's podcast yet. No. Why is that? I don't know who he is. Right. This is, this is awkward now, isn't it? Is he famous? Kind of. Yeah, he's good. Very, very good in the mornings. Great. Keeps me going, you know. Do you download his podcast? Always. Mate, you might just be his biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, he is good, yeah. Do you think there needs to be more of me in his podcast? Yeah, 100%. Do you listen to Ian Lee's podcast? Mm, not really. He's a really funny guy. He's not more funny than me. Do you want to bet? Tell me a joke. I have, but in my own language. You're not going to understand, so I'm going to laugh alone and you're going to say, huh? <laughs> have you downloaded Ian Lee's podcast yet? No, not yet. Right, this is bad news. I can hear in your truck right now that you're actually... Uh, afternoon. It'll feel pleasantly yeah, warm. That's, that's uh, Moira Stewart, isn't it? It is, yeah. You're in Luton Town, but you're listening to Radio 2. That's it. This isn't good, is it? London Station, though, isn't it? We're not in London. This is, this is bad news. I'm from your local radio station. Oh, right. This is Ian Lee. Yeah, is it? Here's oh, our right. breakfast presenter. Yeah. He does something called the podcast. Oh, yeah. Right. Will you listen now? I will, yeah. Will you? Yeah. Let's retune your radio. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try it. Let's see. Let's see. Right. I'm retuning. Oh, there he is. That, my friend, is Ian. The EasyJet founder, Sestelios Hadjouanou, says he's launching a new low-cost food business to challenge supermarkets such as Aldi and Lidl. Sestelios is planning to open a pilot site in Croydon with a view to rolling the stores out nationwide next year. Catherine? Yeah? You're right. I'm fine. When did Stelios become Sir Stelios? Uh, a couple of years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Is he allowed to be a sir? I think so. Is he not? Is a, he Greek Cypriot? Well, this is well. It, well, what does that mean? Well, I know well, what that it means. means. They've got British rights, don't they? Oh, does that mean he's so? Hang on a minute. If he's a Greek Cypriot, as my mother-in-law would say, not a real Greek. She's Greek. <laughs> I'm just quoting her racism. <laughs> um, then th- that means he's allowed to be a sir, does he? Apparently so. Shall I look into it for you? Could you look I'll into it? I'll make sure. It? We could whip it back off him. Could, so, well, let's, let's do a... He probably... He, pro- <laughs> he probably um, bought it online very cheap. I'm sure he didn't if his legal team is listening. I'm sure it's a legitimate knighthood. Could you... Um, oh, could you find out, Catherine, if it is uh, a legitimate knighthood? Of course. And who I would need to write to to complain about that? Right, OK. Yeah, no problem. So, buzz down when you've got it and we'll put you straight on air. Right, OK. Ta-ta. <laughs> 
At the top of the show, you may have heard uh, the announcement that, um, oh, I don't know, Stelios is doing something, I don't know. Uh, but he's Sir Stelios. Well, I asked my production team and my news-gathering services to find out a little bit more about uh, Stelios and his night. Catherine Ball joins me in the studio now. Good morning, Catherine. Hello. Catherine, you've been looking into this. Well, what have you discovered for us? Well, Sir Stelios is a, um, he's a British man of, of Cypriot origin. He has dual nationality. Ah, you Born see. Born in Athens, mind, but don't call him Greek. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. He's a Greek Cypriot. Mm -hmm. He's British. Yet he's born in Athens, which is Greek Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What on earth is going on? He knows where his bread is buttered. What cricket team does he support? I have no idea. He lives in Monaco. Uh, Hang on a second. He's got... Listen, I don't want want to go all, um, you know, Steve or Justin Dealey here, but... (laughs) But... But how on earth can this man be given a knighthood? Because he's made a lot of money for the country. Okay, you've brought down about seven sheets of paper. Is that all you've got? I've also got one here about a complaint that he made once about someone calling him Greek. Oh, let's... um, So Stelios, he complained to the Press Complaints Commission that an article headlined Greek chorus from Stelios does uh. EasyJet a disservice, published in the FT in 2011, contained inaccuracies in breach of Clause 1. So I think it does pay to be accurate. OK, in that case, you. I would like to... Uh, she's waving a photocopied sheet of paper at me. Do we still have a photocopy? In that case, yes, I would like to... I use it. I would like to uh, um, with, apologise sincerely and wholeheartedly to Sir Stelios. Um, Since June 2006. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. They didn't ask you whether that was okay. I'm struggling to pay my mortgage and that guy's a sir. Now, uh, we spoke yesterday uh, about people having their eyes tested every two years. It it got us all a little bit compared. Don't look at the eye chart, Justin Dealey. Do not look at the eye chart, for goodness sake. No. Uh, It's got us a little bit competitive here. So Justin Dealey, myself, and our blind political correspondent, Paul Scoynes, (laughs) have uh, decided to have what I like to call an eye off. Now, to put this to the test, we are joined by a professional. We're joined by uh, Christine Messeter. Optometrist or optician, what's the difference? Optometrist is what I am. What's the difference? Optician is just a general term, so it could be a dispensing optician, a contact lens optician, plain optician, but... We are optometrists. We're how, qualified. How oh, oh, I see. Yes. That's, <laughs> how often should we be getting our eyes tested? As an adult, every two years until you're seventy, and then you're invited to come every year. And children, every year until they leave school. Every two. I, I should just say, of course, Christine Mester, uh, all those opticians in Harpenden. You've been practicing for the last uh, ten years. Every two years seems a little excessive. Well, no, it's not really, because we're not just checking whether or not you need to wear glasses, but mainly what the health of your eye is like, you know, whether you have any pathology, Mm -hmm. um, and and then we can advise you and know what to do about it. There used to be a stigma around glasses, I think partly because of the NHS glasses, although they've got kind of a cool... Yes, Yes. they've got a cool chic now. That stigma about glasses has has pretty much gone, hasn't it? No, they're quite a fashion accessory now, I think. Children love wearing them. I kind of hope that one of my boys has to wear glasses just so he looks not because I want him to have bad eyes because I yeah, think he'll look cool. cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll look cute. <laughs> now listen, what what we got? What tests have we got lined up for us today? How are we going to do well, this? Well, we have a sight chart, uh, test chart, which Justin Dealey has been trying to sneak yes, a look uh, at the whole right. time. At the other end of the room here, and uh, I next standing next to Paul here, who yes. wears glasses. Yes. Now, Paul. Um, stand back here, please, and tell me how far down can you see here? Um, okay, I can see the. I can make out. A letter, I think, on the fourth row. Which is? A. Yes. It's useless. But nothing more. <laughs> yeah, but that's... With, but with... He's putting on ah. Ah. glasses on oh, now. Right. Okay. Now he doesn't look creepy at look, all. He looks like something out of a clockwork orange. Look at him. <laughs> now can you read the bottom line? A-U-T-H-Y-M... XV. Very good. So but that's cheating having glass, those glasses on, isn't it? Would that count as cheating? No, no. No? No, he needs, he needs them. He's oh. short-sighted. Yes. Can, can you buy glasses that look like that? <laughs> you can. They're extremely expensive. <laughs> so, OK, so he needs those glasses. But someone with... with uh, is there such a thing as 30-30 vision? There is, but but the Americans call it twenty twenty, oh. and we call it six six. Okay, and that is the last line but one here. Okay, well, so d- you want to see if Justin, would you like yeah, to yeah, okay. take the challenge without is any? This, is this where I thrash you? D- d- for goodness sakes, go without any. Uh, uh, Paul Scoynes, I'm blessed. He looks like he's won a competition to come to a radio studio. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're joined by um, uh, our uh, uh, Charlotte Green, who, who will be doing the scores here. Hello, Ian. Hello, Charlotte. Now, uh, J- Justin Daly is just assuming his position. I don't know how you're going to keep scores on this, but uh, that's that's your job. Justin Daly? Hello. Hello there. Hi. Okay. 
Sorry about this, Christine. So, Christine, what do you want Justin to do? Well, how far down can you see on this chart? I can see all the way to the bottom. What does the last line say, then? Uh, A-U-T-H-Y-M-X-V. Excellent. Thank you very much, indeed. Excellent vision. Yes, thank you. 2020? Better than 2020. That was 2015. Mm, There you go. Just saying it. Just saying. Okay. can I have a go, then, and beat him? Okay. right, fine, thank you. What's, What's the score, Charlotte? Justin Dealey won, Paul's coins, nil. She's... Hang on a minute, she's changed the sign. That's a backwards sign. Okay, I can do it backwards. This is how good I am. Oh, I can do that one there, the one you're pointing to. T L O N O E H D. Just one wrong? No, I didn't. Yep. What about this line? I didn't get one wrong. I know it. No, hang on a minute. T. But bearing in mind these are back to front, which nobody else had. T L C. T L O. T L C. E. O. C. See, but that's backwards. What about the last line? OK. O-D. We'll come back to the third one in a second. <laughs> I think it's an E. O-D-E. O-L-H-A. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. It's one of two letters. I'm going to go for V. It was a V. No, it was a U. Justin oh. Dealey won. Ian Lee. No, Neil. no, hang on one second. Though. No, but that's excellent too. That, that's that's as good that's as good as as Justin here. The, but the thing is, why I'm confused ever so slightly. Why was his facing forward and mine was backwards? Well, because sometimes we have a mirror, and so the letters would had we been using a mirror, you would see them the right way round. Get, get, can you can we get Justin? Hang on a second. No, you're not Justin. No, you come can, and say it. Can I go? I'll, I'll, I'll hold that point. Point. Can, can I go? Can I go? No, I, I'll hold it up. Don't worry, Justin. Thank you. I want you to do it. Um, he gets like this. He gets very jealous. Do Does he? Yeah, oh dear. Very possessive as well. Okay, the bottom backwards. That would be. Uh, o G E L M A U. You got loads of them wrong. I think they were all correct. They were all correct, I weren't think they? They were all correct. No, no, thank you. He said O G. It's a D. He missed out the E. He, he, he put an M in there somewhere. No, 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 I think I got them all right. I think you're making this up. I think you got them all right yeah, too. He did. I think he's seeing things. He's seeing things. He didn't. He is. Yes, he is. He's seeing things. There's no M on there. There's no M, Justin... Oh, this, Justin Dealey won. No. Rest of the world... Can I go now? There's no M on there. Hello, bad boy. <laughs> do you ever get people coming in and being competitive at eye tests? Yes, I do, actually. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, I thought it was just us being boyish and silly, but people come and do it. No, people really want to, to get the letters right, and I'm with children, I hope they're always like that, because then my life is made easier than that. I always worry when I have an eye test that... Um, I'm going because I have worn glasses in the past. I don't wear them now because I got better. But I, I, I do worry that, that I'm going to get an answer wrong when they put the. You know when they put the lens in. Can you see better now? Sometimes it's hard to tell. So I'm worried I'm going to say the wrong thing and then I get the wrong glasses. Yes, that's true. But but I try to reassure patients that they should just tell me what they see and that I'm always double checking. Okay. We can always go over it again. And what's that? I, I, what's that test where you get they blow on your eye? That's checking the pressure inside your eyes, because if the pressure is too high, it may be that you have ocular hypertension or you have perhaps the beginnings of glaucoma. And it's a a condition that we can spot before you notice any change to your vision. And that's why you should come for a regular eye examination. They are quite fun. Bye, Justin. Bye. Bye, Charlotte. They are quite fun eye tests, aren't they? I quite enjoy them. Yes, they are. Yes, and children love them too, yes. My favourite eye test. Paul, you can take that off now. Sorry? I can't. OK. You go, <laughs> they're stuck on your head. I think Dealey's run off with your glasses. There we go. Oh, speak. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Tony Blackburn's here. The wise old gnome. Paul, can you hold that chart up? We want to test Blackburn's eyes. Right. Come and stand up against the wall. To- with, Tony, this is with, Christine, who is our uh, optometrist of the day. With or with glasses? Let's, 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 let's try it without glasses right. first. Ooh, let's, okay. with, did that, that one there. How far can you read that? A-X-O-T-V-H-U-A-X-H-T-O-V. X A U M T T no Y V No it isn't. No, I've done that one. Yeah. V. I've done that one. I'm ahead of you. X A U M T Right? V H A I X U T Y. Isn't it? It's a Y, but you're doing It's a Y, okay. Why? It's it's pretty. He's got a couple on, but that's that's good. That's good. He's well, not got his he's yeah. not got his glasses on. That's very good. Yes. I can't do it with my glasses on. What do you what, <laughs> what do you wear your glasses for then? Is that just Reading. to attract the chicks? Reading. Yeah. Yeah. 
When you're a wise old gnome, as you described me, you've got to be something. You weren't supposed to be listening to that. I've just noticed something as well. The letters on the bottom line that I read are smaller than the letters on the bottom line that Dealey read. Uh, yes, you're right. Have I been stitched up here? <laughs> Dealey! <laughs> oh, Dealey, you're such a dodgepot. So that was, I suppose, some of the all right bits of the Ian Lee breakfast show on a three counties radio uh, he's off for two weeks now so you get a break you get justin dealey for a bit uh, he will be back though unfortunately in two weeks time if you are one of the few people that do like him you can download previous podcasts from his collection on the three counties website some of them are good uh, some are okay most of them aren't really worth listening to i'm sat in the same room as you i know i know uh, uh, I can hear everything for- you're saying. I forgot that you were there. I thought you were Richard Bacon. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 